happening, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is the movies that make you, and uh, we are so excited that you've joined us today uh, for this podcast uh, that's dropping on February fifth, and uh, it's going to be a, a good one. It's a long one, uh, and just a heads up, we uh, we went long, and so I'm breaking it up into two different parts. Uh, so uh, you'll get the first half um, in this episode, and then the next half will be in a couple of weeks because uh, we have uh, one more episode happening next week uh, in, to gear up for Madam Web. So that uh, Spider-Man episode will post next week. So the week following that will be a second part of our movies uh, list for uh, 2023, uh, favorite movies from the boys. So very cool, um, very cool conversation. A lot of good movies. Uh, and it's funny to kind of hear them talk about, you know, the movies that they liked and then kind of reviewing the the ratings on IMDb and seeing that they were a little bit low and uh, kind of <laughs> how that makes them feel a little bit. So anyway, it's it's fun. It's fun conversation. Uh, so just um, went and saw Argyle this weekend um, and not going to lie, it wasn't my favorite. Um, it had some funny moments. I laughed out loud quite a few times, uh, but there was just some of the stuff just was not, it just didn't land for me. Uh, you might like it. Uh, it's Matthew Vaughn. If you like Kingsman of the Golden Circle, uh, then you'll probably end up liking this one a little bit too. Uh, but I, I still believe that Matthew Vaughn is a great director and he's he's done some amazing work before. So looking forward to seeing what he does next. Um, but this one just didn't land for me. So uh, if you see it, let me know what you think in the comments. I uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, the way you can reach out to us is on Instagram. We have the movies that make you. Just find us on Instagram. Uh, you can also search for I Am Spraying, uh, and that's my uh, personal Instagram. You should be able to find uh, the movies that make make you from that as well. If you're having trouble there. Uh, I did want to also point out in this episode, we do talk about um, Letterboxd, um, and that so you can find us there as well. I, I did post the list, the boys' lists on our Letterboxd account, so check us out Uh, and I think I put the link in the description of this podcast so I hope you'll join us there as well Uh, you can always find our podcast on YouTube uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all other places where podcasts are do us a favor if you're enjoying the podcast please like share uh, share with your friends especially if you have friends that have kids uh, and their kids like movies this is a great way for them to hear kids their own age talking about the movies uh, and kind of seeing that they can have opinions too and they can engage with this content in a real way uh so again uh thanks again for joining us for the podcast and without further ado let's get to it we are back uh for another episode of the movies that make you uh we're gonna call this one the movies that make you remember uh even though this isn't a a historical movie type conversation but it is we're reflecting on the years past um the year 2023 to be exact a couple episodes we go we watched about talked about the movies we were excited for for 2024 and this time we're going to talk about the movies that we liked in 2023 so uh, we've got a list going um first let's talk about who's here uh i am spraying and i am dad i'm connor and uh I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm Jacob, and I'm a kid, too. <laughs> I'm Zeke, and I'm a hyperactive kid. I'm Colton, and I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. <Yay! that's... laughs> uh-huh. um, so, 
we we did uh now that we know everybody that's here i asked the boys to give me their top five movies of 2023 so we looked at the list of all the movies that we went to see at the theater so this isn't movies that we saw last year but movies that were released last year so to clarify um and there's a lot of a lot of good movies on here and excited to talk about them um what's another memory besides movies Besides movies, what do you remember about 2023? What was your favorite thing about 2023? Um, oh, I got my PC. Yeah. Share a little bit about that. I was turning 13 and I bought, I got all my money and I bought the parts and I had to wait two weeks for them to arrive. Then I'd wait for my cousin to come and build it. Then he forgot the internet thing. So I'd wait like oh, another week and I, all I played was uh, solitaire. Yeah. On a like one thousand two hundred dollar computer. <laughs> and how long did it take you to save up all that money? Three years. That's crazy, <laughs> dude. But now it's awesome. And uh, you cool if we post your video on our uh, on our Instagram feed, the one that you made, and that hmm. way they can see the video that you made of your PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, who wants to go next? Me. Also, I got my sushi cat that I love and admire very much because he's so cute and fluffy and amazing. The best thing of 2023 is probably Naruto. So Sigma. Why does that stand out as a 2023 thing? Because it's just a really good show and like Kakashi is so Sigma. So is Gara. So, yeah. So why do you like the show though? Because it's a lot of action, and the, the fights are not just, like, one episode long. They're, like, half a season long, and it's really cool. That's awesome. A lot of it's talking, just talking. That's so interesting, because most of the time, during the talking in movies, you know, nobody wants to pay attention, and they all want to just get up and walk around. But what's so important about the talking in the show? Because... It explains detail and it explains why these like these two people are fighting, like Kakashi and like young Naruto, why they're fighting. If you didn't know, you probably would have thought, "Hey, why are these two guys fighting? Why?" And also, why aren't they teaming up? So that's one of the things that we talked about early on when we started watching movies, and a lot of the talking uh, was being ignored. Is that? While the action is the fun part and it does keep your brain engaged, the key uh, to understanding why, why whatever the action is, the only way to know that is to be to listen to the dialogue, listen to what they're saying, because that's what gives you the information of the purpose for the fighting. Fighting can be cool. Like you can go on YouTube, you can find some of the coolest fight scenes ever. But in the story, in a movie, it's like it has to have a point. Um, and also one of the reasons why there's so much talking and why the fight scenes are so long is because Naruto was originally made as a manga, and which is like a cartoon book. Um, and you can fit like a whole bunch of words in like a tiny little text bubble. But whenever you actually have to say them out loud, it takes much longer to say them than just to read them. Very cool. What's, uh, what's something that you remember about 2023? Maybe a favorite? Thing or a couple things um so like during the start of it i wasn't you know doing too well it's kind of in a bad place mentally and so later in the year we got some things fixed and i started uh just feeling better overall so i think that's a good accomplishment 
one of the things I think is a really big step is recognizing when you're overwhelmed. And that was one thing that you struggled with. What would you say was the issue with not communicating? What were you trying to do? I think I just didn't want to put like any burdens on anybody or like seem like a, seem like a burden. Um, Cause I'm like saying, I don't like this. I don't, I don't want that to happen. But in reality, it's what makes uh, you feel better that it really matters. And I think one of the first stages of that for, for what I noticed was you wanted to play football and you were so excited to play football. And then tell us a little bit about, about what happened. Um, I think it was just being overwhelmed with having to get up early. And then I haven't really played real tackle football ever. And so I think that was a new thing. And it just, it didn't really feel right. So, so you were feeling it was, it was stressful. So what did you end up doing to try to get out of that? I went to go tell you. And after I told you, we got uh, my schedule switched around and stuff. And it put me in off-season athletics. So I was still getting, you know, good workout and stuff. And I tried out for basketball because I, I, like, play basketball. Um, and I made eight-team starters, so. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I just think that uh, to go from a, a situation where it's where things can stress you out and you're not communicating and that kind of sends you into a downward spiral to get into a point where you can communicate what you're feeling and then um, be, become a, you know, be able to get out of it and then also kind of have the progress progress to to do the sports uh, without all the stress. So very cool. The best part of 2023 was definitely when my mom got that iPad and I didn't have any screen time limits on it, except when she told me, get off or no, you can't play on it. Sigma. Nice. Um, my favorite part of 2023 is um probably sixth grade because guess what i got a 90 in math so all those haters out there there's no there's no haters out there all right so that's a little bit of our uh our 2023 um i think if i were to say my favorite part about 2023 was just um just us as a family just feeling like we're finding our groove as a family i think colton and i we have times where we get on each other's nerves and we butt heads, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've 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 grown a lot in 2023. Would you say that's the truth? Yes, I would. <laughs> cool. Um, and I think just just the fact that we're all kind of getting along and and that we're finding our rhythm, right? It's mm-hmm. good. All right, so let's jump into the movies. Let's jump into the movies. Let's leave Alay alone. Let's oh, jump into the movies. She's our sister. All right. She's a dog. So. Uh, I, as I said, I gave everybody a chance to pick their top five movies of the year that we watched together or that we watched in the theater. Um, and, um, as we've done before, I organized them based on how many votes each movie got. So this is the first time we've done this where we didn't have a movie on everybody's list. There's the top movie is only on three lists. So that's kind of fun. And I will say too. This is what looking at this list of movies, I was surprised by some of y'all's top five. So that's pretty fun. I'm excited. Um, so we're going to start with the ones that had one vote uh, and then we'll move up 
up the ladder to those that have two votes, and then we'll finish on the one that has three votes. All right, we're going to jump into the bottom of the list, and we're going to actually do these three all at once, okay? We're going to do these three movies all at once because they're all three comic book movies. They all have one vote, okay? Uh, so Aquaman, Flash, and Ant-Man uh, into the, whatever, the quantum mania. Quantum mania. Yeah, all right. So, uh, Zeke, you have these on your list. So, give me one cool thing about each of those movies. Aquaman, um, it was probably when, when Black Manta appeared, and I'm like, who is this guy? Because I haven't seen any other Aquaman movies. And I, I have read one DC comic book, and that was um, Questions from Kids to the Justice League. It was a fiction book, obviously. And um, it was basically like kids asking questions, kids asking questions to the Justice League. And there was this one prank question, which was, hey, Flash, if you're so fast, how come you haven't gotten this yet? And it, it was an attempt to try to make them look cooler, which failed and got them two weeks of ground and two weeks of detention, too. Interesting. Just a few things about Aquaman. Uh, it was directed by James Wan. And starred Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson, Yaya Abdul Mateen II, and Amber Heard, Nicole Kidman, uh, Randall Park, uh, just a Tamara Morrison, just a who's who of some of these really cool uh, Hollywood actors, Dolph Lundgren. Um, so, uh, very cool. Anybody else have any thoughts about Aquaman? What What did you like about Aquaman? The like graphics. They looked really good and looked really real. I liked how big that green guy's forehead was. <laughs> it was pretty epic. Um, I kind of liked how I agree with Connor. Like the looks were very like real, and it just it just looked super super cool. Also, we watched it in uh, 3D. Yeah, it was cool to see it in IMAX 3D. We haven't seen a 3D movie in a while. What about the Flash? My favorite part was definitely when he tried phasing the like the like. The old Flash, also known as the other Flash, the one with the blue speed, not the red speed. So the one with the blue speed, <laughs> it was just so funny how he tried phasing. He yeah. fell onto the floor, I mean floor, butt naked. Oh, <laughs> and, and then when he just ran across the streets, the friction just burned his clouds. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it definitely hit on some uh, some things that we had learned about in other DC movies, but he had to teach his younger self how to do that. Uh, what about you guys, Flash? I like the graphics, and I liked how they brought not just Flash, but Batman, Supergirl, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Jacob? What did you like about the Flash? Um, I liked kind of how the idea of him going back in time and just – keep on going back although everybody's telling him to stop and he just keeps on you know doing it over and over again and he soon realizes like what he's doing isn't gonna help anything also um scientists figured out that uh traveling like at mega speed can't make you go back in time it can only make you go forward in time to like let's say like next week or next year next month even interesting i mixed them up sorry that's all right. What about you, Connor? What's a highlight of Flash? That uh, guy that was trying to stop him, I think he looked cool. Yeah. 
I think it was a pretty, like, I really liked it. I think what Colton said about seeing all these other characters go back, we ended up watching a, a good bit of DC movies to gear up for The Flash. We watched Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. We watched uh, Batman 1989 version because Michael Keaton's Batman was going to be in the movie. Um, and I think we watched uh, maybe a couple more, but um, it was, you know, it was fun to kind of see uh, those characters come back. And I really did enjoy, like, the, the storyline, like what Jacob was saying, that um, that we want to try to change the past, but the past is what makes us what it is today. And if we keep trying to go back and try to change things, it's just going to mess up our future. So um, pretty cool. I liked how, how Supergirl was rescued. Everyone was so surprised. And also how they introduced Batman. Yeah, that's a good point. So the, the crazy thing um, about the Supergirl in this is they really hinted at uh, a comic called uh, Superman Red Sun which is a what if on what if Superman landed in Russia instead of America. And so they were kind of playing on that in this one other highlight. I'll say all the Superman that we've seen on screen, it kind of did this kind of montage at the end. And one of them was one we didn't ever see on screen, which was Tim Burton's uh, Superman lives movie, which never made it, but he directed the 1989 Batman and they wanted him to do a Superman movie following Batman returns. And so he was working on it. Nicholas Cage was going to play Superman. He's going to have long hair. He's going to have a, like a light up suit. Like it was going to be completely different than we'd ever seen. Um, but you know, it never got made, so we didn't see it, but they threw it into this movie as kind of like a little Easter egg for those that are paying attention. One more thing I'll say about the flash is it was directed by Andy Muschietti, who also directed the it chapter one and chapter two. Uh, he directed a couple of other movies, uh, but his next project he's working on is a, the new Batman movie. That's going to be a part of the DC universe, not the Batman that we like, Connor, but a, the, a part of the new DC universe with Superman and all that stuff. Um, so I did want to mention that. Next movie we'll talk about is also voted on uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, directed by Peyton Reed um, and starred uh, Paul Rudd, uh, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, um, Corey Stoll, a, a bunch of folks. Uh, lots, of, lots of fun in that movie. Uh, Zeke, what made this one want make your list? Why do you like it so much? I like it how it introduces like a lot of science, like the first and second, which are Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I love those so much, and I hold them in my heart because it brought out my love for school, which I also love right now. Very cool. Um, yeah, lots of science in Ant-Man for sure. I liked when he turned really big. And then he was just like, um, a, not purposely attacking them, but attacking people. And then I like at the very end when they fight the electric guy, whatever his name is. So, yeah. So when they fought King the Conqueror, um, that was pretty cool. I liked the, um, kind of, oh, I forgot his name. The villains, like side dude, uh, Clorg or something. The dude that sat in the chair and he was like a cube. <laughs> hmm. So uh, one thing I like about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is that uh, his daughter gets involved um, and she ends up learning, you know, he ends up having to kind of teach her the ropes on how to handle all this stuff. Um, so one, I, I just love, I love the Ant-Man um, movies for the sake that it brings in some of these old folks. Um, that we that I grew up watching as a kid, like Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, um, and I think just the 
the original Ant-Man kind of being introducing us to the new Ant-Man in the first movie was a lot of fun. And then kind of continuing that story, seeing them kind of get to this point where they're uh, work, trying to work together as a family, but you're getting a little bit of mom's backstory because she lived in the quantum realm for a long time. So it's worth a watch. It's pretty fun. It was supposed to kick off the, the, the new um, Marvel phase. Um, it didn't do so well at the box office. Um, so things are, Marvel's having to try to rethink things. The next two were on one person's list, uh, but this one is Boogeyman. Colton, give us a little detail about Boogeyman. So the Boogeyman was made by um, Rob Savage, and some of the actors were Sophie Thatcher, Chris Massena, Vivian Laura Blair, and the movie got 5.9 out of 10, which is not that good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't really watch it for like, you know, like the actor or the, from a critic point. Um, but I thought it was a good, good horror movie. Had some good scares. Um, I thought that the uh, woman leader, the woman protagonist was very strong. Um, it was a good movie. Yeah, and I think I think the other reason that stands out is that was pretty much the first horror movie that we went to see together in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. The only other horror movies we've gone to have been at the house and movies I've seen before. I just looked this one up and saw that, you know, PG-13, it was seemed to be in the wheelhouse where you'd be okay, and yeah. uh, you got to go see it. And also it was made by Stephen King. It was like the original novel was made by Stephen King or a short story or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. The next movie we have on the list that's at um, had one vote is Guardians 3. Um, the director was James Gunn, but Chris Pratt is in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people in it, and it's part of the Marvel Universe. Um, so side note, James Gunn directed all the Guardians movies. He's actually the head of DC movies now. He's the one that's creatively leading those movies. They just finished off with Aquaman, The Last Kingdom, The Lost Kingdom. That is the last of the Zack Snyder DCU, and now they're re-kicking it um, in 2025. So uh, why did you have it on your list? Um, I thought it was just a really good emotional movie. Um, Spoiler warning, uh, just when Mm -hmm. Star-Lord, you know, he died, and then they brought him back in and kind of rejuvenated him. It was really cool, so... Okay, so there's two favorite parts of mine. The first one is my friend is dead for like two years. She came back, total pee pee. And my second favorite part is when he, where like he presses, like Gamora's suit is green. So he thought that since her suit was green, he would press the green button and it would only like talk to her. And so he did. And it was like, hey, Gamora, um, I just wanted to say that I love you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone was like, we don't, we can hear you. <laughs> we can hear you. Nice. Yeah, I'm Drax. I'm Drax. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Those are a couple of funny moments. What about you, Colton? I liked when they all turned into Among Us characters. Just jumping on the the planet of cheese. I thought it was like or- organs or like guts or something. I didn't. I don't. 
think it was cheese. Yeah, no, I don't know was, what it was. It was organs or like guts, yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Connor? What's the thing you liked about Guardians Three? Do you remember? Uh, whenever they're driving that car and like talking to the people, and then she was like trying to get in, but she couldn't figure out how to open the door. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um. Yeah, I think the thing for me with Guardians Three was the the stuff working with Rocket and his, and seeing his like origin, where he came from was so sad, and his friend that was also uh, made uh, into a monster, you know, like like just trying to find life, trying to make life, and then that you find out why from the first Guardians movie and all the emotions that he had with it, you kind of see that where he came from. So pretty cool. Um, one last thing to say is. Someone put like rockets on the pyramid of Giza and then made it fly so that they used it as their like layer in the movie. So that is cool. It's Pisa, not Giza. Pyramid of Giza. Oh, the pyramid up. Like the one that a vector stole and replaced it with an inflatable. Wow. Yep. Me. Indespicable me. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. So that concludes all the movies that only had one vote. So going forward. All the movies have two votes. So, Jacob, um, our next movie on the list is The Meg 2. So, can you share a few items about The Meg 2? Um, the main dude was uh, Jason Statham. It was directed by Ben Wheatley, and it got 5 out of 10 on IMDb rating. Mm. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I think that people are a little too harsh. <laughs> I agree. I feel like it should be rated higher because I put this at number one. I love that movie. Yeah. What do you like it so much? What was it so great about it? Because in the cover, they put the little dog and the shark about to eat the little dog. So we saw the Meg. We saw the first one, right? Before we went to see it. Yeah, we saw the first one. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. It's just a fun. It's supposed to be just a fun, silly shark movie. It shouldn't be like taken seriously and stuff. The first whole movie, I thought it was Jaws. <laughs> the whole time we were watching it? That's why I was scared to watch it, because I thought it was Jaws. Oh. Well, it's scarier than Jaws, so you'd be fine in Jaws. Is it Jaws rated R? It is not. It's rated PG. Oh. Um, I did not know that, but I was going to say, I liked how they added the squids and the Meg, and it's not just the Meg. And in the first movie, I liked how the shark was like, trying to eat the little girl hmm. i think it i don't know what made me like that part it just yeah it just stands out yeah, yeah as a cool part um i really like how pippin was a nice part of the story and how the dudes on the raft were trying to get with the girls they were trying to act all like giga chad sigma daddy <laughs> i don't know they were trying to act like looking good, like they wanted to attract girls, and the girls weren't buying it, so they just went even further. I've just, I've always liked sharks, so just seeing a movie about it, it's always fun to watch. Movie, uh, Insidious, The Red Door. Yes. What did you like about this so much? Um. So, I one time I was coming from my room. I was playing Fortnite, and I came from my room to get some water, and then I saw them watching it, and then I just, while I was drinking, I was watching it, and I was like, this is kind of interesting, so I sat down and watched the rest of it, and I liked it. Yeah, so, we, uh, yeah, Jacob and me and Kristen 
we watched the first two to gear up for this one, and Connor watched some of the ones. So. And uh, we went to the like fancy place. Oh yeah, we went to Alamo Draft House and watched it. Yeah, before that, I drank a lot of water, so I had to keep going to the restroom. <laughs> so a lot of it, I, yeah. yeah. But it was really quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how they do it. That's how they roll. What about you, Jacob? Why did you have this on your list? Um, uh, I thought it was just a really. It was one of the scarier uh, horror movies that I've seen, and I just love being scared. So it was good movie, good horror movie. I liked it. Yeah, it has um who uh has Patrick Wilson. Uh, who else has got in it? Uh, Connor. Um, as the director. Sure. Patrick Wilson. Oh, Patrick Wilson directed it. I forgot about that. So he's it was his first, I think his first movie to direct, and he also acted in it. All that stuff. Yeah, so this is actually like the sixth, fifth or sixth movie in the series, but it's kind of picking up on like post the second movie. So it's kind of tagging, connecting back to those characters from the first two movies because the third and fourth kind of jump from the main characters we knew in the first two to kind of tell these other stories. But so they kind of came back to those main characters. It's rated 5.5 stars out of 10. All right, (laughs) 5.5 out of 10. We're, we're on a roll right here. 5.9, 5.0, 5.5. It's okay, guys. It's just a, it's just a thing. You know, you don't have to. Just because you they don't like it doesn't mean you can't like it. You can love it. It's all good. That's the best part about movies is they're completely subjective. Uh, that's going to do it for this first half of our Best of 2023 episode. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the at the top of the episode, uh, we'll post part two in two weeks from uh, today. Uh, next week's going to be Spider-Man uh, movies in preparation for Madam Web that comes out on February 14th. So we'll do uh, part two of our best of 2023 uh, the following week. So hope you'll join us then. I did want to mention the one movie that uh, Christian and I saw this weekend. Uh, since I mentioned Argyle at the top of the episode, I wanted to mention a movie we do recommend bottom of the episode and that is the movie the holdovers great movie starring paul giamatti and others um but it's on found on peacock if you have that app check it out definitely worth a watch um so made, made uh, movies talk about movies that make you feel something that, that definitely definitely did it made both of us feel really really uh a lot about life about growing up about growing old all those things so powerful movie uh lots of folks are talking about it being probably the front runner for best picture uh, at the oscars this year so check it out if you like those kind of movies uh you will not be disappointed uh again you can uh like us follow us on instagram on uh, youtube spotify apple uh, you can also check out our letterbox to see the lists uh of our movies that we watch um and also just kind of the lists that we've put together and compiled over the years uh, I did post the boys 2023 list there, so you can check it out there and maybe get a little sneak peek at what might be coming in the next episode. Uh, until next time, keep watching movies. <laughs>